0: Plus, you get free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com. That's spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code SELFIE. Today's episode is sponsored by Vetic. Somovetic devices rely on frequency therapies and the healing powers of precious and semi-precious stones and metals to create a natural energy field to harmonize your home. It does this through the controlled release of energy from precious and semi-precious stones. It creates a 360 degree field with a radius of 100 feet in all directions. The founder of Somavetic launched these devices in 2011 as a response to his own ongoing health struggles. After years of no success with Western medicine, he turned to traditional Chinese medicine and found a variety of healing properties with stones and minerals. After some time, he was able to heal his body and has helped others as well, and his experience inspired him to create Somavetic. If you're interested in mitigating EMFs and creating a harmonic field in your environment, these devices are a great solution, and they are beautiful. Each device is comprised of their own semi-precious stones with unique properties. Somavetic is a small company and all products are handmade and hand assembled in their Crystal Valley in the Crystal Valley of the Czech Republic. If you want to try Somavedic, they have a 60-day money-back guarantee to let you try. Visit somavedic.com and use the code SELFIE for 10% off. That's S-O-M-A-V-E-D-I-C.com with the code SELFIE for 10% off.
1: Hey everyone, I'm Sarah James, a beauty blogger and self-help aficionado. And I'm Kristen Howerton, a writer and psychotherapist. And you are listening to Selfie, a weekly podcast about two women trying to tackle better self-care. We are both of the opinion that self-care is important, and yet we find it elusive. And while we may have all the info we need, we don't always get there. From the silly to the serious, we are taking a vulnerable yet humorous look at body, mind, and spirit and maybe a touch of the random, all while looking at the distractions and defenses that
0: keep us from caring for ourselves like we should. All right. Hey, guys. Well, today we are going to do another episode of answering some of your burning questions. We're going to be talking about everything from finding the right stylist for your hair, to CBD products, to self-care for single moms, um, to managing family schedules. Lots of fun topics that you guys introduced, and we are so thankful when you ask us questions. Um, But first... Sarah, give us a little update. You came into our selfie podcast group this week um, with
1: some vulnerability about (laughs) your dog woes. Oh, my gosh. You guys, I am one week in with the puppy. I've had him for a week. And I'm just, I have to say, no one really prepares you for what it's like to care for a puppy I mean you hear like oh yeah it's crazy it's like having a newborn um, but it really like uh, no one prepares you for like the emotional like ups and downs like the mental just totally and um, long story short it's been really hard for me just because I am naturally kind of a control freak and mm-hmm. um, I I manage my anxiety by having very controlled environments. Like it's something <laughs> that I do, and I do, and I I can live a very like you know mostly anxious free life if I'm in my controlled environments. Um, right. Meaning like the way my bedroom is when I sleep and things like that. And so obviously that has all been thrown into the air. It's like I have this <laughs> I have this 25 pound three month old puppy that's wanting to pee all over the floors, and I'm trying to figure. I'm just like trying to read him and oh my god why can't you talk to me kind of thing um but what happened this week and why I kind of reached out to the community was that we were we're crating the dog we're crate training him and we had the crate in my bedroom um which looking back I'm like I don't even know why I decided to um put the crate in my room I didn't even co-sleep with my children uh, my children were in their own cribs from day one. I don't know why I thought I could manage having a dog next to my bed, um, but I did. We we had the dog in our bedroom for five nights, and I did not sleep for five nights. Oh, my gosh. Um, the first two nights, I didn't sleep at all. I mean, literally just was awake until the morning. Why?
0: It, um, were you just mm, like th- worried about the dog, thinking the yes. dog's going to
1: wake me up? Well yeah. I mean the first couple nights the dog whined and cried and just the movements and the like the the noises they make in their sleep and the scratching around and you know they they don't have fully um, formed bladders. So, you know, they they can't sleep through the night at this point. So like, when, when is he going to need to go pee? When is he going to wake up? How is he going to tell me? How is he going to communicate this? Like, my brain was just like 90 to nothing. And then like the next three nights, he was actually doing really well and not making much noise. But I would lay there till about three o'clock was when I'd give up and take a Xanax and go get in bed with my daughter Um, because I just could not I just it was not a controlled environment and my my sleep situation I sleep really well and it's because it's like I have my white noise machine Mm -hmm. I you know everything in my room is very controlled like even if there's a light we've talked about this before like when you travel there's like a light in a hotel that will throw everything off so I reached out to this to the community because at this point, I had not slept in five days. I was crying all oh the time. Gosh. And everything seemed, you know, a hundred times worse. Because when you're sleep deprived, at least for me, like there is nothing worse for my anxiety and or mental health than not getting enough sleep. It's the truth. And I was to the point of where, you know, when you feel like you're shaking, but your body isn't shaking, but it feels like it's shaking on the inside. And I just had like bags under my eyes. I couldn't dry. It just was so bad. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to put it out there on the Facebook community and be like, guys, is this crazy of me that I'm having this much trouble with a puppy? And I just have to say, like, it almost makes me emotional because I mean, it was like an onslaught of the most positive comments and not just like loving and supportive comments, but really awesome, like tried and true tips by these dog owners to help me get through this period. And, you know, everybody was just super supportive. They're like, get the crate out of your bedroom. Like your dog's right. going to be fine. Right. Um,
0: and you needed that permission.
1: I did. I did. Because I didn't want to be a bad person or a bad dog mom or, and you know, there's a lot of people out there that do believe like you need to be next to the dog. Like, um, but- But what's important to me is that I don't go crazy, because if I'm crazy, I can't take care of a dog, you know? Um, Right. So, yeah, I I gave everyone an update on that particular post, but that day, I decided to move him in the crate downstairs, and I slept for nine hours that night, and it was beautiful. Uh And so, like, things have definitely made a turn for the better. He's still not house-trained completely. I'm still being a little neurotic about all of that stuff, but... Um. I just, yeah, I, I knew it was going to be hard, but I didn't know it was going to be like this hard. And I have yeah. to point out, I've never had a pet in my entire life ever. Not one pet. So it's just very foreign to me. And, um, you know, usually dogs have a person. And I was kind of hoping that my daughter... <laughs> <laughs> would be the dog's person. <laughs> but I am the dog's person. and Oh, yeah. And Clem, he follows me. If we're in the kitchen and I'm cooking at the stove and I just walk over to the sink, he follows me from the stove uh-huh. to the sink, back uh-huh. to the stove. He is at my feet uh-huh. at all times. And I get that he is in a totally different environment and he's freaked out, too. Um, right. And so that's just it's hard getting used to. I, I, I value my alone time. Totally. And I don't have any alone time anymore. Um, totally. So, so yeah, but the good news is he's super chill. Like he's not he's not requiring me to play with him to placate him. He just wants to lay at my feet. Right. Um, so he's actually. We just got back from the vet today, and she was like, "This dog's temperament is just like he's just super chill. Like he doesn't bark. He... So I think the universe sent me the best dog for a first time owner dog owner yeah. who has anxiety you know totally so it's gonna get better it's just I, I already feel better but I just have to say again like I am so thankful for everyone who commented on that post because it was literally the light of my day I just was <laughs> I was like reading them just going yes oh my gosh like I it just it gave me so much validation and yeah so helpful so helpful. That's so good. I love it.
0: I yeah. love it. Yeah. I was feeling for you when you posted that because I just I had all the same feelings yes. when we when we got our dog. And it's really hard, I think, when you, you don't realize that a dog a dog's personhood is, is really a presence. Right. And and for an introvert and an empath, that that dog wanting you and needing you is not just a thing you can go like, oh, you'll be fine. Like right. Right. You actually feel responsible and you feel like, you know, well, I've got to let it in my bedroom or I've got to let him come in the shower while I take a shower so he doesn't whine. Like, you you know, yes. there can be like a codependency even with a dog.
1: Oh, absolutely. But, you know, people say it's like having a newborn. I'm going to go ahead and disagree and say it's way worse than having a newborn because newborns, um, first of all, they aren't mobile. And number two, they have diapers on. and. It's. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm. What I have to literally watch this dog if he's not in his crate at all times because he'll just go off in the corner and pee. Right. Which, like, not We're even to mention our house. Things. Like, you know, <laughs> our, my my house of my my interior designer husband's house. We've had we've pulled all the rugs, so oh, it's just man. it's just all wood floors downstairs, which is great because I'm like, let's just. It's much easier to clean up any messes. <laughs> but yeah, it's just he's he is taking over the house. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so that's my week but I am oh. sleeping better I'm sleeping better which I feel like I have a little bit more mental stability good at this point yeah what about you what you you're like at the finish line I mean it is the end of March as we're recording this and I do believe your deadlines April 1st for the book
0: well my deadline for the first draft is April 1st right, the first draft. so you know let's not get too excited here because um I imagine I'm gonna have a lot of editing to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. like a lot. yeah. Um, like my word counts really high. Yeah. I've written too much. Um, but yes, yeah, so basically, what my life looks like is that I sit at my desk. my desk is now made of food remnants. <laughs> um, I don't remember what sunlight looks like. Oh girl. Um, I am just like a pasty white troll who lives inside and occasionally leaves the house to pick her children up from school. Otherwise, yeah. I'm just here at my desk. The fun thing, too, is that I, I have avoidance techniques that I never knew possible. Oh, do tell. Do tell. Like the depths of my depravity in procrastination i mean i have reorganized all the files on my computer (laughs) i have reorganized every drawer of my bathroom Um, i have done extensive research on r kelly and michael jackson (laughs) and the whole (laughs) abducted in plain sight documentary like i will go down every internet rabbit trail there is oh girl um you know, I just will do
1: anything, anything besides write this book. <laughs> I know. But you, the, the good news is that it's great that you have too many words. It'd be much worse if you were over there sure. like totally having writer's block. And so it's like you have so much stuff out there. And it's going to be great because your editor's going to get a hold of it. And we're going to figure this all out. And sure, there's going to be tweaking. But at least you already have all of the stuff out there.
0: Yeah, you know? I do.
1: So I mean, do, you, do you feel like you're? I mean, are you about to hand it over? I mean, do you have a lot more or? No, I'll I will be done. You'll I'll be done. I will I will be able to get it to her.
0: I yeah. I mean, I'm on the last chapter. Oh, I'm so proud of you. Yeah, but I'm so tired, and it's just it's been. I mean, it truly it has been a really bad season in terms of self care and mental health. Right. I'm right. not sleeping well because I go to bed and think about what I didn't get done or mm-hmm. what I should write, mm-hmm. you know, it 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 feels, I don't know if you were like this during finals week, but when, you know, when I was in college and finals week, it's like all I could think about and you would eat, sleep and breathe finals week, yes. but then you'd feel like, you know, this will be over soon. But it feels like I've been in finals week for like two months. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, anything that I'm doing that's not writing the book, I feel guilty that I'm doing that. Like I, there's no real... Off time, I don't know. I just, it's been, it's, it's not a great process mentally.
1: No, it's not. (laughs) But you're, you're almost, you're almost almost there. Well, I'm
0: almost. I'm almost done with the part of
1: it. Well, you're, you're almost done with the first draft. But that, that's the hardest part. The first draft is the hardest part.
0: I hope so. I it don't is. know. I will say this. I have other friends for whom the editing process was a real nightmare. Mm. So we'll see. But I am I'm turning it in. And then I am taking two weeks off. Like, I'm going to tell my editor, like, I'm off the grid. I'm taking awesome. the kids to Florida for spring break. Awesome. And I am not going to think about this book. And then I can come back to it with fresh eyes. Because I am so also so far in the weeds oh, yes that i feel like i can't even understand what mm-hmm. i'm reading have you ever gotten to that point where you're just like what is a book is this a chair i don't know what a
1: fork is oh like, my gosh I, I can't read the words i do the same thing like it's it's just like <laughs> with a word like episode episode yes. episode and then suddenly you're like uh-huh. Episode. That's not even a word. How is that a word? No, I totally get it. When your brain does, cannot even, it does not function anymore on like reading and writing. And no, yeah. and
0: now the book is so long that it's like wait did i say this already oh did yeah. i tell this yeah. entire story already <laughs> like wait did i i it's so confusing yeah i need i need to step away i need another set of eyes on it and then i need to come back to it with fresh eyes and like maybe after some physical activity <laughs> well the two weeks is gonna it's gonna be great
1: two weeks yes. is gonna be great for you just Very go excited off the about that. grid i'm super yeah. excited um well we got two thumbs up
0: we do coming up,
1: and um, shocker, mine are for dogs. This is just a dog pod. God, I'm now. sorry. I'm telling you, I have. I'm getting this all out right now because. Uh-huh. Um, I really am. I don't want to be that person. I don't want that person. But I will say that I, I reached out to my friend who lives out in California, who's kind of she um, has poodles, which is what my dog's mm-hmm. a standard poodle. and I was like, "What are your favorite treats?" And she's like, "Oh, you have to get these three things." And I just literally clicked through her links. I didn't even really pay attention to what they are. Um, and I got all three of them. And um, I'll just tell you what the three things are. Um, cow ears. Which are actual, yeah, like dried cow ears. Mm -mm. That's number one. Number Mm -mm. two, uh, cow tracheas. Sarah. Now listen, I saw a picture of this and I thought I would get it and it'd be like this little cute miniature brown trachea. I get the box from Amazon, and these tracheas are as long as my torso. So it's a box that's as big as my, not a box, a bag. And the third one, they're called bully sticks. And um, my dog loves the bully sticks. And they're just kind of thin, thin. Um cylindrical, long, um slender, hardened things that he chews on. and I was so pumped about these um bully sticks. and I was sitting there with my um my sister's husband last weekend, and he's like, you you do know what a bully stick is, right? And I'm like, oh, no, no, he's like, that's a bull's penis. And I'm like,
0: stop it.
1: Yes. And so then I thought he was giving me sh- he was not. It really is it is a it's a dried bull's penis. <laughs> Wait, okay. just to clarify, your dog is chewing on a dried bull's penis in your house. So that's the thing. These things really don't smell that bad until they start getting them wet with their saliva. Um,
0: Right. So then he's slobbering a bull penis Uh on your floor in your house.
1: Pretty much, yes. Don't even get me started. Oh, yes. So, But anyway, he loves all these, but really his favorite, and I'm just going to say to everyone, if you're out there looking for something that they can chew on for like a week and a half straight, but you kind of have to put it in a baggie when they're done because it smells, it's the cow ears. My, my dog is obsessed. And the, there's the good point is they're like all natural. They're like free of all this whatever. I don't even know. But yeah, my dog is eating like cow parts in my house. Like it's this is what so my life gross. has come to. You, you let me tell you when I'm working on the computer and he like really gets on that cow ear and I get like a whiff. Sometimes I'll get a whiff of Mm-mm. like the, and it is probably one of the worst smells I've ever smelled in my life. It's just I, who am I? Who am I? Can you can you believe I would ever let no, even Mm-mm. a dog in my house? Never mind a dog eating bull's penis and bull's penises are very long just for the record it's over a foot
0: oh my gosh Mm -hmm. i can't
1: eat i can't even it's so gross i I can't process this i i know i'm gonna you know what i'll take photos of all of them and put them on the facebook group because you have to see what these cow ears look like once they get chewed and mangled it's just the idea of it is so gross to me I oh. can't deal No, I mean, how do you think I feel inside? I'm dying inside
0: And then it, like, I'm sure it just gets left in a corner And then you have a, a
1: oh, animal penis laying in the corner <laughs> Yeah, sometimes it gets stuck down in his dog bed And I have to, like, retrieve it with my hand Oh my gosh <laughs> No <laughs> Okay, so that's my number one it is good wow. though. Wow, well, I'm going to run right yeah, out and buy that. You should you should get those just for the for the looks of it. Just mm-hmm. place them, you know, around your house for like mm-hmm. a delight. Um, and the second one is I do have to say you know me when I I dive deep on subject matter. All I mean, I'm all or nothing. Circle the yes. drain. And I read a lot of books on raising dogs. A lot of books. It's ridiculous how many books I read. And the best oh, one I'm sure. the best one I read puppies for dummies you know like those yellow and black books oh yeah the oh, old yeah. the old school series that's old school funny. puppies for dummies the best book so like just factual and tips and bite side pieces and uh yeah. yeah 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 that's awesome so if you guys are getting a new puppy that's the book i recommend and get them some cow's ears and just smell up your house
0: well i feel like if we have listeners who were on the fence about buying a puppy <laughs> you would definitely <laughs> definitely <laughs> You've oh. really sold this idea. So oh, thank you. Thank just, you very much. Who doesn't want pee mm. all over their house mm. and then cow mm-hmm. ear and bull penis slobber mm-hmm. oh, on yeah. their
1: floor? And and by the way, they're expensive. Like just let's just like it's like <laughs> it's like the dagger in the back. I plus I had paid like 80 bucks for all three of those or something ridiculous. Oh my gosh. I, know. I mean you gotta hand it to these
0: whoever whoever the person is that decided, you know what, instead of throwing away that cow
1: penis well yeah let's dry it up and market it and sell it for 80 bucks in a bag well my my brother-in-law did say he's very familiar. He grew up on a farm. He's like, "Yeah, when when cows are processed for meat, they do not throw away anything. They use every yeah, part for something, and that's what they I guess use the ears and the tracheas for well, and the bull's penises." Mm-hmm. There now you know. A trachea. I just the trachea oh, oh, makes me want to throw up in my mouth. I haven't even I won't even open those. Like I have not yeah, I, no. I don't think I ever am going to because they're no, huge. Just- a, tr- a trachea. I'm gonna te- a word. I'm going to text you a photo of it right when I'm done. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. You're going to see it. Okay. So let's get off the dog thing. Let's talk okay. about your two thumbs up. Okay. Well, first of all, I switched
0: pillowcases. Ooh. Um, I used to just, you know, use the whatever cotton pillowcases that came with my um, sheet set, like a peasant. <laughs> um. <laughs> That <laughs> I have upgraded. Um, so I discovered these eucalyptus pillowcases, which, okay, so because they're made of eucalyptus and it's 100% organic, the fabric is supposedly supposed to keep you from breaking out. Ooh. It's supposed to reduce sleep creases, which I have massive sleep mm-hmm. creases.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and it's supposed to keep the wrinkles down. So I got it from this brand called Eucalypso. They sell pillowcases singly and then they also have she sets but i just bought the pillowcases um but they are really nice Ooh, well you and know an added benefit
1: is i feel like they also keep my hair less frizzy oh i like that yeah now that's good i have to get i might get some just because with all the oils i use on my face mm-hmm. um my pillows get uh discolored quickly they kind of get like a nice little oh, yeah you know kind of yellowish tan you know just like barely there but like when you put it next to the other pillows it's like oh yeah that's the one that sarah sleeps on oh so gosh, I, totally i'm constantly looking for new pillowcases
0: well you should try these because i will say they've got a little bit of a sheen to them mm-hmm. not satiny but just a tiny bit of a sheen and you can get them in white or you can get them in dark gray i got the dark gray and i do feel like it sort of hides that oil right stain that right. you can get from facial oils right Totally. Okay, I'm gonna try those. Yeah. Um, And then my second thumbs up. Oh, my gosh, I'm so addicted to these. So I went off sugar. um, Mm -hmm. Well, well, I should say Um, I was off sugar. And then a cookie company sent me samples yesterday.
1: Oh, really? Really? Um,
0: Yes. Of course. The cookie company is called, what's it called? Let me find it. I have a little pamphlet right here. Um, I don't have the box because I ate the whole
1: box yesterday. Oh, good, good. So you re- you really are on that self care train, aren't you? I'm really on the self care train. Yeah,
0: I, I had been so good, but you know what? Here's why I ate them because they're gluten free and they're like really, they're actually really healthy cookies, but they do have sugar. Mellies,
1: gluten free cookies. Interesting. Oh
0: my gosh, so
1: good. You know,
0: I have to say that I like, like, they aren't just like, oh, they're good for gluten-free. Like, I think they're the best cookies I've ever had. Yeah. Okay. But i, like, I try those. I like that oaty, um, peanut butter, mm. soft kind of cookie, and mm-hmm. that's what they tasted like. So I was off sugar, went on a little binge on Melly's yesterday, if you're looking for good gluten-free cookies, but... The sugar-free dessert that I'm now addicted to is on Amazon. They have this edge sugar-free dark chocolate. Mm -hmm. They come in little bars that I would say are like maybe a third of the size of a Hershey's bar. So, you know, a nice little treat. And they're sweetened with stevia. Mm. And they're 35 calories each. Yum. Are they good?
1: Are they good? Are they good? Are they really good? They're
0: really good. They're surprisingly good. They're dark chocolate. Mm -hmm. I mean, I will say some people in the reviews say that they feel like they taste a little plasticky. They don't have that buttery chocolate taste. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're more of like a snappy dark chocolate, if that makes sense. It totally makes sense. But I don't know. I mean, when you're completely off sugar and then you get like a sweet chocolate treat, I just feel like I don't really care about the texture because it feels so like happy and sweet and decadent because yeah. I'm not eating anything <laughs> totally good anymore <laughs> but yeah oh, so I, I'll eat like I probably eat like two a day it's like a little treat and it doesn't I don't feel any guilt about it and it's not spiking my blood sugar it's yeah they're great okay I, I need to have those around too yeah those they're are really, really nice I do have to hide them from my children
1: oh I bet you do Yeah. Oh, my God. Those little sugar fiends, just like Malou. Mm -hmm. Sugar fiend. So
0: when I was a teen learning to shave my legs, my mom did not do me any favors by buying me really cheap disposable razors. If you grew up in as a teen in the 90s, you know the ones. And they left nicks and cuts all over me when I was trying to shave. So cartridges, a cute little magnetic hook for your shower storage, and your choice of a handle color. I personally chose the Coral, but what I really like about it is they have a ton of different colors, black, white, pastel, neon. So if you have a big family like mine, everyone can have the razor in their own color so you don't get them confused. What I also love about Athena Club, you guys know I love automating things. You never have to worry about dull blades because they send refills on your schedule. You just choose how often you want them and they will send them automatically with free shipping. I would also highly recommend their Cloud Shave Foam too. It's insanely thick and stays on while you shave so you don't have to reapply. It leaves your skin feeling very moisturized. It's really, really good. If you want to try a great quality razor that cuts down on the wastefulness of disposable razors, try Athena Club Razor Kit. You can get 20% off your first order at Athena Club. Dot com with the promo code selfie. That's A T H E N A C L U B dot com with the promo code selfie for twenty percent off. Head to www.dearbrightly.com and enter the promo code SELFIE to get 15% off your first order, which is their very best offer anywhere. That's S E L F I E to get 15% off your first order at DearBrightly.com. I
1: know. Uh, okay, well, you know, we also have a little um, selfie state of the union. Address. We do. We do. We have a little bit of a change happening with selfie. Mm-hmm. Not, but
0: it's not a, not a yeah, big change. Yeah. Everybody calm down. Yeah, calm down.
1: Everybody calm down. But I do feel the need since this is a podcast about self care. Yes. And we talk about our self care. I feel the need that it probably be best if I express these changes to everyone. Yes. So, so um, around the turn of the year in January when I I think I even talked a little bit about like trying to get more into my community and doing things more here in Oklahoma City and locally and stuff um, I made the decision that I had to like cut back on certain things um, Mm -hmm. certain different projects and selfie is kind of one of them but not really it's it's going to be. It's, it's fine. Ish. It's fine. Ish. It's ish. So um, I let Kristen know a couple of months ago and we've kind of just been like, you know, in the self-care realm, figuring what's going to work the best for us and how we're going to kind of restructure Selfie a little bit. And what that looks like for me is that I'm going to be doing um, two episodes a month. I'm going to be every doing other week. every other week. But Selfie is going to remain a weekly podcast.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: we're kind of super excited to announce that Kristen's new, our new banter partner for a couple other of week. weeks, every other week, is our favorite esthetician, Claire. Yes. Who we love and is hilarious and so awesome. And I'm super pumped for this. Totally. So every other
0: week, it's going to be Sarah and I. Every other week, it's going to be Claire and I. Um, We think Claire is a great addition to the team. She's hilarious. She has a great knowledge base on everything from skincare to, um, you know, all all things self-care. And she's also I just feel like she fits with the vibe because she is a vulnerable person. She is very human, just like us. She's trying her best. I mean, we've never wanted this to be a podcast of two experts who have it all figured out. Obviously, we do not. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, Claire is in process, just just like the both of us. But, you know, I mean, I think there is some sort of... I don't know, like poetic, not justice, but just the fact that in the midst of us being on this self-care journey Mm -hmm. that you kind of said, like, even this, like even this podcast is a part of that. And even this is up for negotiation and reconsideration because everything in life has to
1: be. It does. And let me tell you, it has not been a decision that I made lightly. I, oh, did I fret? Because a lot I don't like to let people down. Let me just say that. I don't want to let you down, Kristen. I don't want to let our listeners down. I didn't, you know, I just, I wanted to find a way that I could dial into, you know, tap into my self-care and what's best for me, um, opening up some space for some stuff here locally for me. Um, but I'm really happy because I feel like it. the The results of what we're planning to uh, for the future, I think it's going to be awesome. And yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. At first, it felt very, it was unnerving, you know, like this is not only to be honest and be very vulnerable, like this is great. I, I love doing this, but I, I, I really love doing this because of you, Kristen, like, you know, we um, are both very busy in our lives right now with other things going on. And I feel like this is really our check-in as as friends, you know, <laughs> totally. like this is when we check in. It's not like we're talking offline that often because we have so much going on. And like, I was like, I am unwilling to give that up completely, you know? Um, so I think it's it's all for the best. And I'm still going to be here um, every other week. And nothing's really changing except for it's just, you know, a couple of weeks I'm going to have off to dedicate to some other some other projects. Yep. So,
0: yeah. Totally. Yep. So we feel good about it. We hope you guys feel good about it. Um, And we think that the structure of the podcast and the conversations and, you know, the topics will still, you know, be in the same vein that you've grown to
1: enjoy, hopefully. <laughs> yes. Yes. OK, so we've got some reader questions Um, I love the first one we have listed here because, you know, so good for you. Oh, you know, I mean, you're just going to have to like, Sarah, set me on a timer. Could you like set a timer right now and just like beep it when I've talked too much? Mm -hmm. But it's about haircuts. The question is, uh, how do you fight the right stylist? How do you ask for the right haircut? And how do you break up with one? I was always under the impression that a good stylist would know what cut would look best with your face and coloring, your skin, all of that. Um, So I always ask for their opinions. But, you know, rarely do I ever love my hair. Oh wow, do I have a lot to say on this. Totally. Just like this taps into my special snowflake, you know. Oh, here um, we
0: go. In- wing 4, Enneagram wing oh, 4. Oh, here we go.
1: But here 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 is the thing. I I mean a lot of people ask me about my hair. You know, it's kind of it's just like why does it look like that? How do you style it? What do you use? Um but what it really comes down to is I have a really good haircut. Like a haircut can make or break the, everything. And I know this for a fact because, you know, I've been traveling back to the West Coast. When I go back for work, I usually get my haircut there. Um, but I was like, didn't want to be ridiculous. I've been here for four years. I'm like, it's time to find a good stylist here. I did all this outsourcing on my Instagram stories, asking locals who they loved um, that Cut their hair, and I got a whole bunch of names. I can, cons- I, I. It was, it was a process, and I finally narrowed it down to a person. And I consulted with her beforehand, and I felt really comfortable. And she destroyed my hair. Wow. <laughs> like, um, well, destroyed is probably that's a little bit dramatic, but um, yeah, it was just like I, I can't even really express what exactly she did to my hair. But it was not good, and I ended up. Thank goodness I was going out for that Laguna trip for work and I end up having my hair cut there. So the, it's just, you just have to find um, I have found that you have to find stylists that are incredibly detail oriented. Like like totally type A, almost to the point of obsessive, because Mm -hmm. a lot of people I think just get into like what they want to do to your hair, or even if you're asking for a certain style, they start doing it, and it's just like sometimes it's like it's just they don't get you all the way home, you know what I mean? Or I think they go on autopilot. Yes, that's exactly they they do. They done your
0: color, they're done. They want to get you out of the chair. The cuts the last thing. And they're just kind of phoning it in at that point.
1: Yes, exactly. I feel like autopilot is a huge thing and what I found from the people that I found in Los Angeles that I can't quite find in Oklahoma City. And I'm not saying there's not people here. I just haven't come across them yet. Is just that level of they spend a lot of time with me, but you you know, I'm you pay for it, but like mm-hmm. it's everything I am perfectly a hundred percent happy with my hair. When I leave there, and I don't have to worry about it. And the kind of cuts I get, I don't have to fuss with my hair for three or four days after I do it. I mean, it's just, it's just because it's a good cut. So I would recommend being super annoying, and it might be like weird to walk up to strangers that you love their hair, but. To, if you see someone that has great hair and a great cut, you've got to just go up and ask them. Like, and who who's going to be annoyed if someone telling them that they have great hair? No one. Yeah, no, nobody. And f- that's how I would recommend. I just don't think you can like. There's any other way to do it, but you have to see people's hair. I wish the people had books. You know what I mean?
0: Well, I also think you should look at at the
1: stylist Instagram feed. That's their resume. Yeah, that's the resume. So like look on Instagram, search your city hairstylist on Instagram and pull up like those hashtags. That's a great way to do it. That's actually how I found the person who cut my hair for years in L.A. Um, I just I his I started following him every cut he did. I'm like, this is exactly the look that I'm going for. And I pulled the trigger and it was From Instagram and Pinterest. Pinterest is another great place to search for haircuts. Um, Mm -hmm. And you can narrow it down geographically through those, through Instagram, you know, so you can find who's in your area that might cut. Um, But also do not, yeah, don't underestimate just asking strangers and finding people that you see.
0: I also think, you know, something that this person asked is, um, I'm under the impression that a good stylist would know what cut looks best on your face and and coloring with your skin. I don't think that's always true. <sighs> I agree. I think that you probably know your face best. You live with your face. Mm-hmm. I think they're thinking about a haircut in general. I don't think they're always looking at your face and thinking what proportions and mm-hmm. what, you know what I'm saying? Like, totally. I personally know for me on my face, I have a very round face I need a lot. I need my hair actually to be flat until it gets to about my chin and that's where you can put some body in. Yes. But like body on my hair around the crown of my hair just makes my face look heavier than it is. Yeah. T- I totally get that. How many stylists have intuitively known this? One. Yeah. One. That happened one time. Otherwise, if I don't say something, they're adding all this body to the top Mm -hmm. of my hair. Mm -hmm. So I don't think a stylist knows your hair shape. I think your head shape or your face shape and what goes with it. I don't think they're probably thinking of it. I think you need to go in and explain it.
1: Oh, absolutely. You have to be your own advocate. It sounds mm-hmm. so much You have to be your own hairstyle advocate. That sounds so but serious. You do. But you do. And what Kristen said is so true about the autopilot. A lot of these people are on autopilot and these people don't have to live with this haircut. You have right. to live with this haircut every single day. So yeah, I'm sure they have fun like oh texturing it up and making it all crazy. Well that's great. But then you have to go home and deal with it. Yes. So I think you just have to really and it's hard. You know, being a people pleaser, like it's hard to like, for me, sometimes you'd be like, oh, wait, no. Even when I was having the haircut here in Oklahoma City, I could see how much weight she was taking out of my hair. And I just sat there, I let her do it. Um, it was, she basically left the length of my hair, but took out about 65% of the weight. Wow. So my hair to like my right below my collarbone was still, you know, thick and full. And then from my collarbone down to my breast was just strings of hair. Wow. I mean, and I'm not exaggerating. I have photos. <laughs> and it, you
0: need that. I mean, you have
1: wavy hair. You need that weight. Oh, it was just like if in a ponytail, there was nothing like you'd run your hand down the ponytail and I have very thick hair. Oh, there was nothing left. So that's why I had to end up getting it cut the length that's at right now. We had to take five inches off to make it to resume it like the fullness, which actually I'm right. really, I'm really enjoying the haircut. I'm, you know, I wanted something kind of fresh for spring and stuff, but yeah. you know, I just think it's knowing what your lifestyle is like these people don't know that you know and a lot of time they ask but i don't know if they're listening
0: (laughs) well and i think a lot of times what they're concerned about is their own getting their own instagram shot of you at the end yes and that is going to influence the color that's going to like like their own agenda is going to influence if you are not really assertive
1: right absolutely so yeah yeah those are the tips it's hard though i mean here i am you know have done tons of research and tried to find someone here and I can't do it so yeah, you know it's it tough hard. it's tough yeah um our next question is about cbd products um if yeah. we either of us have ever considered trying them or have we used a marijuana medical cannabis to address anxiety um this is i mean this is a huge thing right now well i mean CBD, it was so funny. I was just driving with my husband this morning and he was like, is there a CBD store on every single corner of Oklahoma City now? And I'm like, <laughs> totally. Yeah. And um, I'm going to go ahead and say that I-, I think it is helpful for many. I know it is. I've had people say my life has been changed, but like it's a total racket right now. I mean, it is it just is. a it's, racket. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's the new kale. Yeah, exactly. And you don't know what you're getting. This stuff is not FDA regulated. People, it's Mm -hmm. just like, it's just like beauty products. People can put whatever the hell they want into it and sell it to you. Right. So I know it works for people. I have tried it myself for anxiety. um, It did not do much for me personally. Um, I probably did not give it enough time. I only did it for about a month. Um, But I wasn't seeing any differences with myself, so I stopped taking it. Um, And it was from a very reputable dealer in Colorado, um, and I did not see a difference. Um, As for marijuana, um, I just, I don't have the personality type. My anxiety overrides a high, if that makes any sense. (laughs) Uh, yes, Yes, it makes perfect sense to me. And trust me, I've... I am open to this and I have gone yeah. to Colorado in the summer and I've gone to dispensaries and I've met with experts and they have told me this is the strain for you and I trust them and I do it and inevitably my anxiety about smoking marijuana or taking any sort of medication that I'm not sure about is so intense that it like overrides the high. Like I can't, I, I start panicking. I start panicking. Um so for me that doesn't really work although I really wish it I really wish I could find a good strain I would be very open to it
0: yeah same I mean everything you're saying is the exact same for me I I tried a CBD spray like under the tongue spray I used it for about a month um and I I really can't say that I noticed any difference that's how I feel yeah and I know that people like you said I know people who swear by it and mm-hmm. I I got one that I you know, was very highly rated and recommended. And I just I didn't notice a big difference. I will say that one thing that I just tried during my last period was a CBD topical patch. Oh, really? Yes. So this one was from CB Distillery. Um, And you just you put it on and it lasts for about 36 hours. And I did feel like it kind of calmed my cramping down and calmed my anxiety down during that like little PMS couple of days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I did that's feel like promising. That. That's promising. Yeah. And I liked the fact that it was a patch. Like it yeah. wasn't, you know, it was, it was more like topical. I don't know. I liked that. Yeah. Um, but like you said, I have tried, um, marijuana is it's legal in California. So, you know, you can walk into a dispensary and it's almost alarmingly accessible. You know, I mean, right. there's like, you can buy a pen that literally looks like a, a pen, a writing utensil that, you know, you suck on the end of and you can get stoned that way. I mean, it like, like as a parent, it's all a little alarming. <laughs> But, you know, I have tried, I mean, people have recommended different strains for my anxiety. I have tried it. I'm not opposed to it. But A, I feel like it doesn't actually manage my anxiety. It it gives me a different kind of anxiety. Yes. And B, I don't I don't want to be high. I I wanna Mm -hmm. be not anxious. I don't actually wanna be high. I mean Maybe if I'm like going to a Pink Floyd show or something, but, you know, in general, in general, on a given weeknight when I'm experiencing anxiety, I don't want to then feel stoned. And I, I do if I, if I, you know, if I try marijuana, I do
1: feel stoned and I don't like that feeling. And I think that that is the point right there. I think there's certain people, you and I included, that um, just like to be in control of our bodies, and mm-hmm. so where a lot of people are a little bit more laid back in that realm, and they they like the different effects and feeling that kind of high. I don't prefer to. I don't like being high. I I just I just don't. Um, it to no, me it feels unnatural, and but I am all for. Marijuana. Don't get me wrong. I mean, seriously, if I'd much rather have my find out my son is smoking pot than getting wasted on alcohol, I just, you know, so I'm open to that. Um, But for me personally, it doesn't work. And I I sure wish it did. I sure wish it did. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Same. (laughs) And I've tried the, you know, indica only and sativa only and, I don't know, and it it I don't know it. I don't like the feeling. I, I also feel like it makes me very hungry. I mean, you know, that's like a stereotype, yeah. the munchies. Yeah. But it, it I do find that I then I'm like snacking on things I shouldn't, and it makes me feel. T- I don't know. I I don't like it. I don't yeah, like it.
1: I know. Mm.
0: So we're just bummers on that one. Yeah, womp womp. womp I wonder womp. if it's like. I, I would be curious to see how many Enneagram threes. Mm. don't like the experience of being high
1: (laughs) dude that is such a good point and I bet you it's a lot of us
0: I know because I don't like that feeling of of like my I I, it just it it feels like it makes me feel
1: lazy and like a little trapped in my own body in in a weird way trapped in my own body that is a perfect way to put it it, yeah, it does. I don't like it. And there's, you know, some don't that like are it. head highs, some are body highs, all all different. And I know marijuana is amazing for managing pain. So, like, you can find the ones yes. that kind of numb out the body and stuff. But, you know, for my kind of personality, if my body felt numb, I would freak the F out. <laughs> right. That's it. <laughs> Where's my arm? Where's my arm? I know. I can't feel it. Okay. So, let's see. Ooh, this one is a good one for Kristen. I'd like to hear about self-care for single mothers. What about divorce and dating in your 30s and 40s? Oh, boy.
0: Well, I mean, self-care for single mothers is a shit show. I, you know, I think that there is a, um, I, I do think that there's a a conception about divorced moms that, like, we get all this free time because, you know, we have our shared custody and so then our kids go away and then we, you know, woo, can just, like, live <laughs> it up. Um... But I – well, first of all, I I, – we're not 50-50. I have my kids most of the time. But, you know, the self-care just really goes down the toilet because even when my kids go to their dad's house, which is two nights a week, that is when I am scrambling to catch up from everything that I was not able to do Mm -hmm. the other five days because those five days I am parenting all by myself. My ex does not help with anything on this. Like I need, you know, I have two kids going somewhere at once. He's not going to jump in. Right. Um, And in addition, he does not help with, I mean, for example, I'm sitting at my desk currently and I have an IEP form that I have to turn back in and I have camp forms that need to be filled out and I have a soccer form, you know, like my ex doesn't do any of that stuff. None. Right. And you know, no doctor's appointments, you know, no make no making of the appointments. On occasion I can get him to drive them there, but that's under, you know, whatever. Yeah. So it's really, really hard. I, I do feel like self-care, there is some inherent privilege in self-care, and some of that is financial, but I do think your marital status really affects that. And I think it's really hard for single moms. And I I've definitely not I've not found the balance, and my self-care has definitely tanked since my divorce, like big mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, regardless of how involved my husband was before, I could go leave the house yes. and assume that he would be there with the children. Yeah. Oh, when for we sure. we lived together. Yes. Now it's like I have no control over what he does and how much he helps, and right. the result is that he really rarely does.
1: Right. Right. So
0: it's it's hard. And then dating in your 30s and 40s, <laughs> oh, I don't even know. I mean, I am dating someone and I'm dating someone that I knew before I got a divorce and I just kind of eased into a relationship. So I do feel like I, in good and bad ways, skipped over the experience of like just walking into the dating world, you know? Yes. Um, Because I just kind of landed in a relationship with a, someone who was a long-term friend, um, which I feel very fortunate about. Um, but even then, it's really difficult. You know, it's it's hard when, you know, he has kids and I have kids. It's hard to find time with each other. Um, he's having his kids more than he used to. He has his kids a lot and I have my kids a lot. And they're all the same age. And yeah, it's, I don't know. It's very difficult.
1: <laughs> no good things to say about any of this. Oh, my gosh. No, but he's wonderful. Maybe that oh, would be for something sure. you <laughs> I have no good things to say about any of this.
0: Oh, no, no. I mean, I'm very grateful for the relationship that I'm in. And he is incredibly helpful with my own kids. Mm. You know, he's the one who, when I find myself in those binds of like, okay, one kid has a performance and one kid has soccer and everything's falling at the same time, he's the one who'll go and make those runs.
1: Well, everyone, he is an Enneagram too. Well, he is. He is. He is. He is. He is. So. so incredibly yeah, helpful. Always,
0: always incredibly helpful. Very, very, very. Yes. Um, so I'm, I'm very fortunate in that way. Um, and, I, you know, I have other friends who are in my same situation and, you know, are now doing the online dating stuff. And I, it just honestly seems like a horrible, horrible nightmare. Mm. <laughs> I, c- I cannot imagine. But I think it also depends on your personality. I mean, my ex loves the online dating thing because he's an intro he's an extrovert, he's an Enneagram seven. You know, if he goes out on a date and it doesn't work out, he doesn't care because you just met a new person, you know. <laughs> right, right, right. Where I don't want to meet anyone new. <laughs> oh. Unless it's like, you know, gonna be a serious relationship. Like I don't want to meet new people. I don't want to go out and meet new people. Oh, so I you know, I think that really horrible. depends on your personality. But if you're an introvert and you find yourself, you know New on the dating scene, I think it's really hard. Uh,
1: yeah, I can't imagine. And just just with the, with the onslaught of all the different kind of dating apps, and then there's just like the dating apps, and there's the hookup apps, and the only oh, yeah. sex apps, and I yep. uh, just seem that she seems like a lot to navigate. Well, and, you know, I mean, just to be honest too, when
0: you're dating in your mid forties, um, men, in in case you know, no one's gotten this memo, single men at this age want to date women in their thirties. You know, and so it's just kind of awkward.
1: Yeah, the whole thing is seems incredibly awkward. Incredibly yeah, awkward. OK, well, this is a fantastic transition. Not ha- hey, have you tried CO pads to help with wrinkles? <laughs> 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 Moving from online dating in your 40s to CO pads.
0: Well, CO pads are the silicone pads, right? Mm Mm-hmm. They are. I haven't tried the CO brand. I've tried a different brand
1: called Wrinkles Schminkles. Oh, that is, (laughs) wow. Look at that marketing and branding. Wrinkles Schminkles.
0: I know. So they have a chest pad and I do like it. I wish I could, what I wish is that I could sleep with it on, Mm. but it does bother me and I tend to pull it off. When I'm mm. sleeping, like just because I'm sensory weird, but and I know I feel like you've talked about this before. I mean, I will put it on when I'm getting ready for something. Yes. Like in the morning. And I do feel like it smooths out those chest wrinkles. Uh, they no, they
1: work. They absolutely yeah. work. But you just have to know it's temporary. You know, it's just right. they don't help long term wrinkles. You're going to get them. I mean, if you wore them on your face every day or your chest every day, but you don't. But they're they're fantastic before events. Um, you know, like Kristen and I would both have side sleeping chest wrinkle stuff like it's super yes. helpful to smooth that out. Um, it would definitely smooth out anything on your face. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, that that wears off once you start using the muscles again or sleeping in the position right. or whatever. But I would I would highly right. recommend them. If you want, if you're like you know, have a special event or something, um, yeah. Or if you don't mind sleeping with them every night, go for it. They're reusable. I mean, man, I wish I could sleep with them because I would love to sleep with some
0: right above my eyebrows because that's where Mm -hmm. I get um, sleep wrinkles. Yeah, is like a little crease above my eyebrow. I mean, I would love to be able to sleep because I
1: do think that's effective for that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think you should try them out, people. I think you should give that give them a try. What do you have to lose? Exactly. Um, Nothing. Our next question is, how do you manage family schedules? How has it changed as your kids have grown? And I know Kristen and I both are like just bow to the altar of Google Calendar. Oh, for sure. That's how I do everything. Google Tasks. Everything. Google Calendar. Google, if you ever go away, I will be a very lost human.
0: Yeah, my kids all have devices. They don't have my kids don't have cell phone plans, but they have Wi Fi devices here at the house. And so they have calendars on their devices. And you know, the beauty of Google is that I can put something in the calendar, I can invite them, Mm -hmm. I can invite my ex. And that's how everybody knows when everything is because then it goes into their phone calendar.
1: Yes, and I think I'm almost positive we have an episode on this, and we'll I think we did we'll include it in the notes and on the community. But I think we went very in depth into how we we use all of these things. So, um, but all to say, in this episode to keep it, you know, moving along, we love Google. We do. We love Google. Okay. Next question. I am wondering if you both believe routine quality sleep and regular routine exercise are a baseline foundational minimum for strong mental health and controlling anxiety and depression. I would love to hear more on how you do or don't always get there in these areas as well. I have personally found that being strict and serious about my sleep and daily exercise has greatly improved my mental health and well-being. But sometimes these often can be overlooked and brushed aside as unachievable or unrealistic when really they are very accessible in my opinion um that's a great question
0: it is I mean in a nutshell yes a thousand percent I think that quality sleep and regular exercise absolutely affect um mental health and I will say I mean what's interesting is she said that these are brushed aside or seen as unachievable or unrealistic when they're very accessible yes and no I mean I I Again, going back to single mom and self-care, I am usually sleep-deprived, and it's usually because I'm working until midnight, and then I'm waking up at the crack of dawn to get my kids to school. Right. Um, so I have not always found it achievable, and it sucks. I, I am tired on the regular. Um, but it's not because I just feel like staying up, you know? hmm it's really usually because I that I have to stay up
1: to finish my work because I don't have enough time in the day to get all my things done. Absolutely. And I, I have to point out, you know, for a lot of people that deal with insomnia due to anxiety, mm-hmm. um, th- they they want desperately to go to sleep and they're laying yes. in their bed wanting to fall asleep. And it's not um, being a person that had that period of time, you know, a couple of years ago where I didn't sleep for an entire summer and it was like the worst time of my life. yeah, um, like, I would have given anything. I had everything perfectly, like, my environment was perfect, but I still could not sleep. So I have to say I don't think it's very accessible for a lot of people. I know a lot of people struggle with different kinds of sleep aids and the meditation and they're just but they're still laying there in the dark with nothing that has to be done right then and they are still not falling asleep. Right. So I think that It's just a kind of a double-edged sword because sleep is so important to control anxiety and depression. But a lot of people are really struggling. I mean, I know this from last week. I mean, you just heard me go on and on this first part of this episode. I mean, I was so sleep deprived. I felt horrible. My anxiety was out of control. So absolutely, it is so important. Exercise, I do think, is accessible. I I do. I think that everybody can find ten to fifteen minutes in the day to do something at home to walk around their house. Ha- I mean, it, it can happen. It, you can you can make it happen, especially people that um maybe if you like take notice of actually how much time you're scrolling Instagram, you could actually totally. take a fifteen minute walk. So I do think yeah. that's accessible. And yes, a hundred percent, both of these things play a huge part. And anxiety and depression, but it's just not that easy sometimes with the sleep, yeah. I think. It's just ugh. Yeah. I right? do
0: agree. Right? Yeah. I, it's been a, I mean, sleep has been a struggle for me my entire it life. It has.
1: It yeah. has. And not for and it's me. it's just
0: they are – the anxiety and the insomnia are just bedfellows. They and are. They, you know, one affects the other, and it's mm-hmm. just a
1: horrible, vicious cycle. Yeah. The only way I got back on track this past – week was, you know, obviously moving the dog crate, but like taking that pressure off myself because just the Mm -hmm. pressure of like, oh, it's, I remember that summer that it would, it would get dark outside and my anxiety would start building. Am I going to fall asleep tonight? Is it, do you think I'll do it? And then that in itself keeps you from sleeping.
0: Yep. For sure. So it's, it's tough. It's tough. It is. All right. One last question. Um, Have you ever hired people regularly to help around the house besides a babysitter, like a cleaning person, yard person? If so, how do you find them and screen them? And did you or do you feel guilty about it?
1: Oh, my gosh. Yes. And no, I do not feel guilty. (laughs) Same. (laughs) I don't feel like the tiniest bit guilty. We have a housekeeper that comes weekly to our house. It used to be every other week, but we have now upped it to every week since the dog when I realized how much dirt's being tracked through my house. But don't feel guilty the way I found them was um, through friends I when we moved to our new house I put a, I sent a text out to like 15 of my friends and then in the area and just said hey who do you use and do you love them so it's all just kind of like word of mouth and referrals but Kristen I'm pretty sure haven't you used a service didn't you use a service um, once for like I... cleaning your garage out or something am I making that up
0: I have. Amazon has a service, actually. Oh, they you do? You can hire them through Amazon. So I have done that before. Um, and that's more of like a, a one-off, you know. Um, I've also used – gosh, what's the other one?
1: Tidy.com? Yes. That's what I think I remember.
0: Yes. So those are great. I mean, if you if you don't want to take the time to find someone, I, I think, you know – Amazon's Cleaning Service or Tidy.com, something like that is great, but you're going to spend a little more money, you know, right? because right. you're paying the middleman for that. That is true. Um, whereas I would prefer to just pay the actual, and then the how the cleaner is getting paid less, right. you know? So I usually try to go direct. I think I found my current lady from a recommendation from a neighbor on Nextdoor. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, I have someone help me um, once a week, same as you. I mean, the way that I look at it is my lady, there's two of them and they usually spend three hours here. So that's six hours. And that's six hours that I could be working. Yeah. You know? And I just don't have if if I take if I take those six hours, I'm out that money. <laughs> oh, for sure. So I would rather work while they're which I do while they're here. And you know, outsource that, um, because I yeah, I don't know. Um I I can't do it all. I I really can't. If I'm gonna work, I feel like I've gotta have help at the house. Oh, um, I agree. and then yes, I also hire a gardener, which is incredibly cheap out here in California, yeah. I will say. Yeah. I mean, I think I pay
1: sixty dollars a month. We have a you know, zero skate. So we don't yeah. have to have mowing and stuff, but someone that comes once in a while to deal with like the ground covering and the succulents and things like that. But you know, yeah, back same that, back yeah. to the housekeeper. Um, I I find that having a housekeeper actually um, keeps my house tidier, um, not for just cleaner, sure. because you know, like the tidying up before the housekeeper oh, comes. For sure. Um, for sure. I feel like if I didn't have someone coming every week or every other week, you know, the house could just become a disaster really quickly. And by having someone, I think it actually keeps my house really tidy most of the time, which is a great feeling and reduces my, you know, stress and anxiety because having, you know, a, a dirty, cluttered house is a trigger for me. And so I kind of see it as self-care for sure. Like you were saying, you you can get work done, but I also think it's just like, it kind of motivates you, or to keep your house tidy as well. Oh,
0: completely! And my kids know, like, they come on Friday, yes. Thursday night. Yes, your room is clean, yep. top to bottom clean. Um, I completely agree. When if I did not have them coming, there's no way that I would have that motivation
1: to like. I mean, it, it forces me yeah, exactly. to clean my room. I, mean, I don't want to do it, but it forces no. me to do it.
0: Like that's the one day a week that the chair that I lay all my clothes on <laughs> yes. doesn't have clothing on it. Yeah, no, one day a week.
1: One day a week. Isn't that a <laughs> glorious? Isn't it glorious? Walking into the home oh, right after they're it's, done. It's so oh.
0: glorious. But then it's like mine come on Friday, and it's amazing how Saturday night oh, I'm I like, know. this house was clean yesterday. Oh, I know.
1: Look. Like, Oh, we just had everything mopped yesterday and already with the dog and the trapping the dirt in. I'm like, please stop it. But yeah. So,
0: well, and I truly feel like if there is, if you are in a family where you work or you and your spouse work and there's not a full time person at home, then some of that money should be going to someone to do that at home because there's no one at home to do it. Like if you have a job, it's
1: really, really hard. Right to do that yourself even if you're a stay-at-home mom and you've got little ones I mean you yeah. you don't have time the mental load you're dealing with with like just just dealing with the children and the daily tasks here and there like you need help if you can help. afford it if you can afford sure. it absolutely yeah. but if, if yeah if you're thinking about it and you want to hire one we say a hundred percent go for it yes go for yes. it okay well that's all the questions we have for this week. Um, everybody, I hope everyone will welcome Claire next week for her first Mm -hmm. episode with Kristen. I'm sure it's going to be awesome. I'm going to be listening myself.
0: All right. See you guys next week. Thanks for joining us. Continue the self-care conversation with us over at Instagram at at podcast.